is going on, good people, and welcome to episode 142 of the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and today I'm excited, man. It's an exciting day. It's strap season is upon us. And I can't wait. This weekend is one of the best weekends in boxing. We have an amazing fight card that I cannot wait to talk about. And as always, when I talk about boxing, I bring my boy in. Go ahead and bring in the relief pitcher, my guy, Brandon Camille. Man, Brandon's coming in to join me on today's episode. He and I are going to discuss so many different topics. We're going to go ahead and discuss, obviously, the fight this weekend between Errol Spence Jr. and Showtime Sean Porter. That is to unify the welterweight championship, 147 pounds. I cannot wait to talk to about, talk about that. Um, we're also going to get into the rest of the card, the Coleman event. We are having a lot of fun. It is a Thursday evening, so we kind of get all over the place also. So we talk a little hip-hop. We talk Stephen A. Smith and his best, how can I put it? Stephen A. Smith's, uh, well, his lack of information. So we talk about that a little bit as well, along with a litany of other things, man. So without further ado... Please enjoy my conversation with Brandon Camille. Brandon Camille, B-Camp 13, what it do, man? Hey, man, I hear the energy today. It's fight week. Yo, you know it, man. (laughs) Fam, I'm excited. It is not just any fight week. This is a legit fight week. It's a legit fight. It's a legit fight. A top five pound for pound guy in the ring, and that's just what it is. Hey, 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 a, a, a top five, arguably top three, depending on who you ask <coughs> me. Um, hey, you know what? Do I have him at his top three? You know what? This weekend, we'll find out a lot, but I digress. Let me go ahead, obviously, and introduce my boy. For all of us listening, my first-time listeners, my, my, my many-time listeners, we know who this is. This is my guy, my boxing insider, my boy, my friend, Brandon motherfucking Camille. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, bro. Hey, man. Happy to be here. Fight week is upon us. I am excited. I, I really can't wait. Um, I just, bruh, like, w- what else can we say? I mean, it just has to happen. It's a unification bout. This is a big fight for all intents and purposes. Here's the thing, which I did not realize. Do you know that this is only the third unification fight in welterweight history? What? Yes. Nuts, bro. Literally, they were talking about it during the press conference, and I had to look it up, and sure as shit, that was it. You telling me to do something? No. Oh, okay. That's my bad. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Did they just not unify in that division? Hey, you know what? It kind of must be just one dude might have must have had all the belts all the time. I have no idea how it works, but you look at it, I had to go down the list. Our people must have been just not fighting each other. 
historically, man, yeah, you my you my computer dude. Go ahead and look that up. <laughs> Let's figure this out. But they were talking about it today, uh, or should I say yesterday during the press conference. And for those of us listening, um, this upcoming weekend in Los Angeles, California, at the Staples Center, we have the welterweight unification fight that is Errol Spence Jr. Um, against Sean Showtime Porter. This fight is an incredible fight for multiple reasons. Um, not only is it incredible because of, yes, like we were just talking about it as a unification fight, which means both both men are champions coming into this, but it also, like B just said, this is a fight that actually has ramifications in terms of pound for pound and what's the, essentially the direction of this division and what's going to happen. So... And to, to put a cherry on top, the card is fire. This is a legitimate legitimate prime UFC style card. I, I think that's the best way I could explain it. Um, before we go any further, uh, Surgeon Eyes Fact Checker uh, has let us know that there's actually been 10, ah, 10 previous unification ah, so Sean Showtime Porter was lying to the kid. It's all good. That's why I think he's going to lose anyways. <laughs> you don't think Sean Porter going to pull it off, man? I do not, but we, we, we'll get into it. We'll break it down. Before we get into that, like I said, bro, my guy, how have you been, man? Huh. How's the week I, I, treating it's, you it's, from the last episode? We had a solid episode last week. We right back at it today. Yeah, man. Every everything has been everything. Uh, moving right along. Uh, you know, it's been uh, there's been ups and downs, but today has been a good day. So I'm thankful. Um, and you know, keep it, keeping it moving forward. On. I ain't mad to- at you. What happened? Getting your ice cube on. I ain't mad at you. Oh, yeah, man. Today was a good day. I ain't put up no triple-double, but damn near. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, okay, so in terms of... Oh, well, you know what? Let me go ahead. I guess we got some church announcements. Um, for those of us, again, who have not listened uh, to the pod recently, um, I was recently a guest on the uh, Ben Jaworski show, which is a political podcast um, here for the Chicago Sun-Times, the Chicago Reader, two of the biggest political publications or biggest newspapers in the world. And uh, I do a political show for them and I go on there uh, monthly. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, the link is in the Fight Podcast's bio. Also, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be on another Chicago-based sports show, actually. I'll be on the, the Sean Sierra Sports Show here in Chicago. is a phenomenal uh, uh, sports show, uh, morning uh, talk show here in the city. I will be on there tomorrow. So if you have an opportunity, you are in Chicago, go ahead and check that out. Actually, by the time you guys listen to this, I'm sure you'll be able to listen to it on uh, YouTube because I will be in studio. So uh, I have that coming up also. Also, we had some amazing interviews this week. If you guys have not had an opportunity, please check them out i had Derek baker who is frat to me and my boy brandon right here he's a fraternity brother of ours but he is also one of the best strength conditioning coaches in the world and he is the um the strength coach to jessica mccatskill who is the wbc uh champion in the, one of the female divisions and um we spoke about her process in you know her strength conditioning process was super dope and uh, i had on also alejandra lara alejandra lara is one of the best 
female fighters in the world. She has fought for the belt at Bellator, which you could actually see on the zone, and she is on her way to fighting for that belt once again. So it's been a busy week. We've been all we've been out here making it happen, but uh, that's just some church announcements. So you guys go ahead and if you have an opportunity, go ahead and check those out. Yeah, man. Support, 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 man. Surge is out here getting it in more than one lane. We got, <laughs> we got the fight. Of course, he's talking about the fights. You know, well, if you ever really asked me, I could talk a little football, basketball. I could do a little thing. Hey, track and field world championships this weekend. There, there is. I, I'm it, in a little bit of everything. You know what, yo? That that should um, be honestly super dope. I lo- I've always loved watching track and field world championships. Um, and I didn't want you, I wasn't trying to cut you off and use big, big up in me. But one thing I do have to say, we were talking about football. Bro, last week we talked about football too. And you and I had a discussion about a young man, you know, named AB. And 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 as I remember, I was like, yo, fam, I, I don't think he's gonna make it through the season. You said, nah, it's gonna be all right. Bro, what's up? Well, see, here's the thing. I was wrong. However, <laughs> however, I think when we were speaking, we were more so speaking about Antonio Brown's behavior, like he would do some wild shit and maybe get cut. Like that's, I think, more along the lines of what we were speaking about. I wasn't necessarily speaking about more sexual allegations because in in terms of his behavior, he wasn't doing terrible while he was with the Patriots. But I mean, you you can't be, you know, can't just grab pussies. You can't. You, you, you can't just not not, not, not not on someone's back. You can't do <laughs> just, it, man. You can't. You can't do it. I know the the leader of the free world believes <laughs> the leader who might be out of here sooner than we think. Uh, you know that's a, another story for a different day. Um, but speaking of AB, did you hear what happened with him and Eric Weddle? I did. I, I, let me just read. And I know people. I know this is a fight show. But you know what? This was a Twitter fight, and I feel the need to go ahead and break this down because I want to talk about the importance of CTE after this. Uh, (laughs) So, there was a uh, fantasy Fred, shout out to you, sir, whoever you may be, goes out there and says, Weddle, I fuck with you, bro, but you can't guard AB over the top or man. That is probably true. Probably and Eric true. and Eric Weddle is actually really good. Very um, good. So, so if anybody could, I mean, Eric Weddle might be one of those guys, but I mean, Antonio Brown is not really all that guardable without double coverage. Come on now. Well, Eric Weddle. So, Eric Weddle responded and said, "Don't need to. Isn't on a team. First of all, that's a bar." <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's legitimately a bar. He went out there and was just like, hey, man, don't give a damn. You're right. I can't. Not on the team. Don't care. Next. AB, who is not doing anything at this point in time but sitting at home and counting his pennies to make sure he has enough for these legal fees, goes out there and responds and says, you need some attention, little man. Glad I put that stuff arm in your neck in Pittsburgh you deserved it little Weddle before I continue my guy do you, do, you, do you have any feelings or thoughts to this point I mean Antonio Brown is a bigger star than Eric Weddle so I mean naturally Eric Weddle is going to have issue with Antonio Brown being a 
you know, prima donna wide receiver and Antonio Brown as a prima donna wide receiver is going to say, hey, little guy, who are you? Fair. All right. So it's kind of what played out. Very fair. So Eric Weddle responds. It says, (laughs) A.B., what are you going to learn that it isn't about you? Never was and never will be. Got a game to get ready for. Good luck, my guy. Yo, when you tell somebody, hey, good luck, my guy. At least here in Chicago, yo, that's a legitimate diss. Whatever, dude. Kick rocks sideways. That's pretty much what it means. And then he really goes out there and and he's right. Hey, fam, you're at home chilling. I'm getting these checks. So you have a great day. Antonio Brown doesn't feel positive about that. So he goes on, on Twitter again and says, bro, I don't even know you. Don't call me. A.B., that's my NFL name, dummy. I'm not on your team. Never been shut your mouth, jabroni. Give me my old school rock, uh, you know, um, throwback. But, uh, okay, again, do you have thoughts? No. I mean, A.B. is A.B. Eric Weddle, I mean, he's a, you know, kind of probably towards the end of his career type of safe safety. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, 24 hour news cycle. This shit don't even get six. Absolutely. But here, but but it's hilarious at this point on, on social media. So Eric, what a response again? You're not making any sense, bud. glad you're not on my team. Call yourself whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me one bit. Good luck at CMU, my bro. Yo, he is killing what my guys and my bros at the end. But everything my man's is saying is is, is pretty factual. Um, AB fires back one more time. It says, keep you, keep you luck duck. He really did say that. Okay. Keep you luck duck. Listen to your team. Stay focused on your opponent, not AB. AB is the brand, not the individual. Clearly an AB fan. Every, even even and know about education. Oh, really? All right. So reason I read all this nonsense is this. Hey, man, CTE is a real thing. <laughs> My man needs help. Obviously, he is struggling. If you love AB, hey, man, go help that man because uh, I will, this is I will, sad. I- I will say this, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate here. AB did follow up with the picture of a nice little stiff arm he gave Eric Weddle and then the touchdown that he scored on Eric Weddle. Those things did happen. Be, you now, know, okay. There's Twitter altercations and then there's real life. That, AB that, shit on him. That, no, no, that's true. But again, I don't watch football. But one thing I do know is this. DBs are always the ones that look bad. No one cares. They are them and kickers are truly underappreciated in the sense that if you go out there and you can have the game of your life, but if you trick off one play, everybody knows about it. So Eric Weddle could have had 16 tackles that game, uh, pick six. But we sit there. We remember that play because that's the one my, my man's went ahead and scored on. So at the end of the day, I'm always rocking with my DBs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna pick sides, but in a football game, I'm gonna take my man's AB every single time. I'm watching dude, football hey, right now. Hey, dude, dude is incredible, but Eric Weddle makes a point. You're showing me pictures of shit that happened in the past. I'm making checks. You're sitting at home. 
Yeah, he's he's incredibly out of his mind. And, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. Absolutely, man. Uh, speaking of out of his mind, the story that we talked about before, and I just getting a ringer popping up on my phone, BJ Penn has officially been released from the UFC. Saw that. So, yeah, so that is um, news that I'll be talking about on Fight News that will be coming out later on tonight. If you are anywhere in the States or worldwide, you can get it on Friday in the AM. It'll be up. Uh, so check that out. All right. All right, man. Let's let's talk about what people. Are, are, are we here? Are we here? We're here. We here. We we've played around enough. We've had a good time. We've talked about a little bit of everything. Fifteen hey. minutes in, let's get it cracking. But wait, wait, Serge. What's I, up? Am I getting am I getting a little echo? No. Nah, you get that? Nah, all right, all right. I'm good. I'm here in Boston, man. Is the weather is changing? Summer summer is gone, and we are moving into a new season. What season is it? Oh come on, man! We 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 it's jacket season, fam. We, we no, 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 <laughs> what you no, mean? man! It's not jacket season. What we at? Strap season. It's... That's what season it is. Strap season. Oh, I missed it. He threw me the open. I dropped it. Oh my god, yo. B Cam, yeah, my my man's. You know what? I'll never give you props on this show. No, nowhere near as much as I need to. My man's, the floor is yours. Hey man, you know it. It, it is strap season as we see uh, the top five pound for pound IBF champion Errol Spence going to the ring once again against Showtime Sean Porter, who I believe holds the WBC, uh, the WBC strap. Yes, he does. And so they will be unifying, as Errol Spence says, it is strap season for one of those guys this weekend. Uh, We have our picks coming soon, but it's going to be a good scrap. So we have in one corner, we have Errol Spence, who has 25 wins, 21 knockouts, and the number that, one of the numbers that matters more than it should zero losses we are going up against sean porter who has 33 wins yeah uh thir- i'm sorry 30 wins 17 knockouts two losses and one draw uh with the wc wbc strap they will be fighting in the beautiful los angeles california i believe it is the staples center it is Oh man, and it and it's going to be a good night of fights. Uh, this this is one that you want to, you know. I always get all the texts from my friends. Hey, hey, what what time is the main event gonna come on? I'm like, shit, I I don't know what to tell you. Maybe eleven, maybe twelve. You get here at nine because it's a full night of fighting that you will enjoy from front to back. Amazing. Uncle Al has blessed us. He, 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 ha- he has, man. Okay, so the card from top to bottom, if I am ranking the card in terms of a boxing card, if you are a fan of boxing, you need to watch this card. This is an A. From top to bottom, you have fire. You have world champions. You have elite talent. And you have this elite talent fighting other elite talent. The fight itself is going to be incredible. The card itself is incredible. But, but, if we're talking about the main event, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is a a skill. Errol Spence is the modern day 
He's a boxer puncher. He's the definition of a boxer puncher. He is a a Tommy Hearns reincarnated, even though Tommy Hearns ain't dead. This is, he is the, in the same vein as that guy. Someone who is long, someone who is lean, someone who can knock you out with both hands, um, but is also an extremely skilled tactician and boxer. On the other hand, you have Sean Porter, who's a bull. He's always in shape. He's tough. He's gritty. He's dirty. But at the end of the day, he's also a champion. So in this stylistically, this makes a very interesting fight. Um, I'm excited for a couple of reasons because, again, we're talking about stylistically. I look at it again. You have someone who dives forward. But unfortunately, I believe that Sean Porter, with all the skills that he possesses, because he does, I do not believe he has enough to even come close to being Errol Spence. I think Errol Spence is longer. Now, I think I know he's longer. He has shown more power in his career. Sean Porter really doesn't have that much pop, as muscly as he is. Um... Do you disagree so or agree? When we say when we say longer, we're talking about about a two and a half inch reach advantage. Errol Spence at seventy two inches and Sean Porter at sixty nine and a half inches. But I'm also speaking also in terms of the way they fight. Also, so that that two inches is going to make an, a huge difference because one guy is avidly trying to fight on the inside, and one dude truly knows how to utilize his 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 height and his reach. So. I, I, I see that for Sean Porter being a real issue. Um, I can see him r- trying to get on the inside and running into something big in the middle rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah this is not a fight where 72 inches or 69 and a half inches will matter. Because, hey, guess what? It's a Sean Porter fight. He will be there for you. And he, will he be- comes to fight. He comes to fight. And he will smother your offense. He will smother his own damn offense just to smother your offense. Um, you know, the funny quote of the week was Errol Spence saying something to the extent of Sean Porter fights like someone, someone in a pool that can't swim or someone that's drowning that can't swim. Dude, I pull it up. He has said a number of things, and my man's has been actually so. Yesterday, and this is what I want to talk about. So again, I, I, I in, in terms of the X's and O's, um, there, I think we're go ahead. Let me let me guess some. There, in terms of, in terms of X's and O's, there's really no way that we can see Sean Porter winning this fight. Um, uh, outside of a lucky punch. We've seen what Errol Spence, the Olympian, can do on the outside. We saw it against Mikey Garcia, and we have seen it throughout his career. However, we've also seen uh, th- throughout his career some great, great body work on the inside. So Sean Porter will be coming to the inside. Well, guess what? Errol Spence is going gonna, is gonna to charge you a toll to that body, and he loves to bang right. the body like it has candy in it. So as we see the legs... out in that sh- bitch. And Sean Porter is a bull. He's he's small, compact, but he comes to fight. He will be in your face all night. However, a lot of that strength comes from his legs. And after taking the uh, a pounding to the body um, for maybe four to six rounds, how are those legs going to be working? How are they going to be holding up? How are those twitchy, uh, you know, those twitchy muscles that allow you to dive inside, jump inside like that going to be working? Like Serge said, it's very likely that he can easily slow down and get caught with something coming in. Even if he doesn't get caught, slow down, he can still get caught with something coming in because Errol Spence, he can box on the outside. 
He can box in the inside and he can I'm not going to say he can box mid distance. We haven't seen a bunch of that, but there's just no way which we can see Sean Porter winning this fight. You want to look at com- common opponents? Well, the big common opponent <laughs> is Cal Brook, who took Sean, uh, Sean Porter's belt the first time he had it. And guess what? Errol Spence took that belt when he broke his fucking face. <laughs> when he says he broke his face, he literally broke Kell Brook's face. Kel, he shattered Kell Brook's right orbital bone. Yeah, I mean, he Triple G tattooed him on one side, Errol Spence tattooed him on the other side. Hey, Kell Brook, you time have out. a nice career. In timeout, think about this. He broke his... Triple G is a hard-hitting, one of the hardest-hitting middleweights in the world, right? That's at 160 pounds. This is a dude who walks around damn near at 200 pounds. You have Errol Spence, who fights at 147 pounds, broke his face. Think about that. Think about how hard that dude actually cracks. Either that or Kell Brook may, may just not have a face for boxing. Not my, not, not my decision. I'm not, I'm not going but, for that, man. Kell Brook is a world champion, man. And and, and he, is, he is a world champion, and he beat Sean Porter to win that world championship. Exactly. And, and he never defended that belt, actually. Sean Porter lost the belt on his first attempt against Kell Brook. Tra- Sean, uh, Kell Brook fought Triple G, which was not a title defense, and then lost his belt uh, then to Errol Spence. Now, Errol Spence, we're not speaking about Deontay Wilder type of power. You know, nobody has Deontay Wilder type of power, so let's, you know, a a more reasonable option. He doesn't have Javante Davis type of power. It's not that one-punch knockout power, but it's the power that you feel, and it takes a huge toll on you over the rounds. The type of power that will make you piss blood for a few weeks. So You know what? He, but realistically, and I've been thinking about about this I think he actually does have that type of power I think he is just a better boxer and tends to stay a little bit more reserved because to actually let yourself go and throw one of those huge haymakers like Davis does now you know what Davis does have you know what I'll tell you yeah Those guys take risks, you know what I'm saying? And not saying that Arrow doesn't take risks. I just feel Arrow doesn't mind breaking you down. Those two try. It's just a different stylistic thing. I do believe he does have one punch knockout power, though. Maybe. I mean, but I mean, it's not. It's nothing. And you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go on a limb. I think we're going to see it this week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with you on that limb, but I'm here if you fall. Uh, I, I, I'm. I'm looking for more of a middle to late, late round knockout stoppage TKO type of victory. Um, yeah. I, I do well, think I'm going, I'm going for that, but I'm just saying it was going to be. You, one but of you those. think he's go, he's going to like? It's going to be a. He's going to punch him, knock him down, and he won't make the count. Exactly. I, I think it's going to be one of those. I. And you're right. I, I mean, to an extent, it is going to be because of accumulation of punches. I do believe he's going to... Oh, you know what? But let, let me... Before, I, I don't want anyone listening thinking we're just trashing Sean Porter. Sean Porter is an absolute dog. He is one of my favorite fighters to watch, even though I was extremely critical of him and his fight against Ugas. Um, I don't believe either of us thought that that was his best outing. And we. I think both of us even said that at the end of the day, if he has a performance like this against a Spence or a Crawford, it's going to be a short night. Yes or and no? I, 
No, yes. And I like what you did there because Sean Porter, really the Porter family, Sean Porter and his father, Kenny Porter, they are great for boxing. Amazing. Sean Porter has traditionally taken on all comers. If you look, he has a very decorated resume. He hasn't always come out on top, but he has come out on top. He has wins. He's a throwback fighter. Yeah, over the likes of Danny Garcia. He has a couple losses, but those don't affect him. He continues to fight. He's the type of fighter that we beg for. And yes, we're trashing him today because Errol Spence is one of the best out right now and Sean Porter just isn't one of the best out. However, in terms of boxing, Sean Porter, Kenny Porter, they're great for this sport. You know, not only does he do good work in the ring, he out here struggling to represent Cleveland outside the wing, outside <laughs> the ring. You know, the Browns yeah. a little bit struggling, but he got an NBA <laughs> title a couple years back, so shout out to him. Yeah. Um, and he also does his his work uh, at the booth or with uh, with PBC hey, hey, every other say Saturday. About, about that also... He and his father, I mean, they they come across as gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? They're they're gentlemen. They're students of the game. They both come off as very intelligent. Um, I, I I I I'm a fan of them as people. I'm with you. I think he does a great job. I think he's he's one of the best that they have over there at, P- at PBC. I think Boom Boom Mancini is straight garbage. I don't know why they put him up there. Um, the uh, who else? Uh, uh, that long-haired dude Lewis, just got Lennox scrubbed. Lewis. Uh, Lennox Lewis is amazing. So I think he's great. I think Lennox Lewis is amazing. Keep telling me the names of the guys who are doing it. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I boom, no boom is trash. Uh, uh, with a lisp and a long hair. Why am I breaking uh, on his uh, name? Keith Thurman. Keith, Keith Thurman. Thurman. Keith Thurman's pretty good. He he allows his ego, I feel like, to get in sometimes. But when he's in his analyst bag, I think he's incredible. So, look, shout out to PBC for actually hiring fighters to do that. But going back to Sean Porter, Sean Porter does an amazing job at that. I think out of those current crop of those dudes, I think he is he shines when he's out there with them. And, um, and again, he is one of the best conditioned athletes in the sport. He's oh, yeah. always prepared. And you know what? He is a throwback fighter. He got big balls. He goes out there, fights anybody and everybody, even if he believes that, you know, again, he's only lost to Kell Brook and Keith Thurman. Think about yeah. that. That's incredible. He, he's beat up guys like Danny Gar. I wouldn't say beat him up. I, thought Danny, guys like- I thought Danny won. But he has he, on paper he has wins against the likes exactly. of Danny Garcia and Andre Berto. And when when I say that and Adrian Broner and and Adrian Adrian Broner didn't he beat Adrian Granados too and beat Granados? Yeah, so I mean he's, he's been in the ring with a ton of guys. He he's he's what we dream of. And when I say that the Porter family is good for boxing, when you speak about some of these guys that take on take on Sean Porter, this is not the first time that they're meeting Sean Porter. Like these guys know his pops, like on a first name, like son his, type of basis. Like these guys said, know Kenny uh, Porter. In an interview today, um, Kenny Porter said legitimately, like, no, I love Errol Spence like a son. Like, I love that dude. He was like, but Saturday night, he just has to be the enemy number one, essentially. So that is the relationship these guys have. But when you speak about the level of competition, just taking a few steps back, I would I'm I have his, have it up right now. I just want to go through his last 10 fights. Man, Devin Alexander. Well, I mean, I, his, his that will be Aerosmith last nine fights. OK, let me hear. So we have we have Devin Alexander. Wait, wait, hey, I'm, I'm going to. As you say the name, I'm gonna break. So I'm gonna let people know about that fighter, all right? Devin Alexander. Devin Alexander, in his time, 
was a bad dude. And this was 2013. Yeah, he was, and that's when he was good. Floyd yeah. Mayweather guy out there, dude was super solid. Paulie Malinaji. Come on, man. We all know Paulie. Paulie's the man. Like, come on, former world champion. Kell Brook. Took an L. That's okay. But, I mean, Kel, the level of competition. And, and level of competition. Kell Brook, world champion. And you talking about another dude with big balls? Think about it. Three fights, two fights in a row, he fought Triple G, Errol Spence. Think about that. Now, a little get-back fight. Eric Boone. No clue. Boone. Don't care. Okay. Get, you get back fight. Get paid. You know, we got to get back after a loss. And then we're going to go take on Adrian Bronner. Hey, big name. All about billions, Looney Tunes, but when he's on his bag, he, he, he can actually legitimately fight. AB dropped him. Exactly. Last round, 12th round, dropped him with a huge uppercut. Yeah, nice little left hook uppercut yep. type of action. Yep. Um, Keith Thurman. No shame there. Keith Thurman for a, a stretch, about a two to three year stretch, was arguably top three pound for pound in the world. And that was a fight of the year candidate. Yep. Oh, they went at it. Fight of the Year candidate, which I still hope that we get a rematch to that fight one day. I think, um, and I think both fighters are at the point. I, I think Porter will probably lose this weekend, and with him losing, I think both fighters are at a good point. Well, Keith Thurman is getting another surgery, but I think yeah. both fighters are at the point in their career where that rematch really makes sense, and you know that would be great for all of us. Now, on top on top of that, you know he goes on next after taking a loss. He doesn't really take a step back in competition and goes up against Andre Berto. He hey, TKOs Andre, him. Andre, he t- here's the thing: TKO and Andre Berto is not an easy task. Andre Berto again was one of those guys. A lot of people don't believe he's lived up to it to hit the level of expectation. But Andre Berto was a bad dude. Andre Berto, and then he beats him. Then he decisions Adrian Granados. He then decisions Adrian Granados, a bad dude in the division, never a top guy, more but of a, always a dangerous. extremely, always extremely dangerous. tough, right out, right out of Chicago. Yeah. Then moves on. He decisions Danny Garcia. We all know how we Danny's feel about Danny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Danny, Danny's a tough guy. Dan- I mean, Danny's a have- dude. I, I think Danny's been on the bad end of a couple split decisions. Um, I, I honestly have him beating Keith Thurman, and I had him beating Sean Porter. But again, those fights are so close and so exciting. It, it, it no one is robbed in those fights. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. From Danny Garcia, he takes on your Dennis Ugas, who's a top guy in the division right now. Absolutely. He decisions, he, a debatable decision win over him. However, we're just speaking to, I'm not talking about the results of these fights. I'm just speaking about the level of competition because through all and all, Sean Porter and the Porter family are good for boxing. And that is the end of my Sean Porter tribute because he's going to win say, this weekend. Because he's, he's going to get his ass knocked the fuck out. I'm not going to lie to you. We always talk about styles make fights. And one thing about Sean Porter is that he comes forward. He's aggressive. But here's another thing that happens in Sean Porter's fights a lot. He gets hit. And that he is right there to get a hit. And when you're able to be right in front of somebody who cracks like Errol Spence, I'm sorry to tell you. My bold statement for this fight, this is the fight that is going to make us look at Errol Spence like he is the number one pound-for-pound guy in the sport. You know, I I can't say that just because everybody expects Errol Spence to win, so the odds when the fight were first announced. But it's the way he's going to do it. I think it's going to be dominant. 
And do you, you you know, typically we see odds get announced and we see one guy that's heavily favored. And as the promotion kicks off and, you know, everything is done to essentially make a, a non-competitive fight looks like look like it should be competitive. We start to see those odds close. Well, we're looking at a different situation here. The odds opened up for this fight around four to one here at fight week. They're more they're a lot closer to 10 to one. Yeah. The public us included we all believe that Errol Spence is going to do his thing I just don't see any way that Porter can win you know Porter is probably you know he can be one of the most boring uh, pressure fighters that you'll ever see because he just smothers offense but that's not going to I don't see that working against Errol Spence unless Errol Spence wants to take a little break but once he comes inside Errol Spence is going you're playing into Errol Spence's game plan because he loves to go to that body and you know what people and it was funny because I was listening to the press conference and we'll wrap it up because we have a couple other things to talk about in a moment but this fight is so fucking good and and again i know it sounds like we've been shitting on porter but we still believe it's going to be such a good fight because we respect both of these guys skills um but when i'm looking at i was listening to the inner to the press conference and something that i found to be really interesting was how it seemed as if sean porter was and I know you have to you have to hype yourself up, right? You gotta give yourself credit and you know where you believe you have your 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 spaces and stuff. But they were trying to make it seem as if that like um Errol Spence doesn't like it they making it seem like he wasn't as good as he is, right? And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we saw Errol Spence as pissy as he was. He's like, damn, I'm giving you your due. You're trying not even to give me my due. Um, But it just seems like they have a bad game plan. And here's another thing that I found to be really, I don't know if it's just how Sean Porter is, but did you get a chance to watch the, um, the, the series that PBC has? I didn't, I didn't watch all of it. I've seen parts and you know, so I was watching it, right? And one of the episodes, I believe it was episode three, Sean Porter's in there and his dad is telling him to listen to him. He's telling him to do something while he's sparring. He's not listening. He's not adapting. This is still happening. And the fact that the fact that he is doing that so close to a fight against a sparring partner where there's only six guys in there. I feel like he's going to put himself in a position to be out of place and Errol Spence is truly going to go ahead and take advantage of that. It, it's, I just saw too many red flags in this buildup on Sean Porter's side. Yeah, my, my biggest red flag is I just think Sean Porter is fighting not to get knocked out, but I do not think Sean Porter is fighting to win. Man, I, hey, I, I, I'm not mad at that. I, I can absolutely see that, man. Um, all right, what round we got it? Uh, I'm, I always hate. I, I'm not good at picking um, early round knockouts, but you know I'll be a little bit more aggressive here than I've been. <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot because I'm only going to go round six. I, I, I had seven from the jump. Um, I, I thought it was going to be between six and eight, definitely. But uh, that's what I got. Um, real quick, man, the undercard, man. We got Darrell versus Benavidez, man. Um, how do you feel about this fight, man? What's your excitement level for this fight? And there's another one. I don't know if you saw the press conference. It got a little chippy. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Look, Benavidez is a good fighter. Um, and this is actually the second fight straight where he'll be fighting on Errol Spence's undercard. And yep. as you know, I, w- I went to that last fight. I saw his, uh, I think it was Jaleon Love or something like that, who he knocked out in the second round. He's been around, Benavidez has been around for a while. He's a one-time champion with no losses. He lost it due to nose candy. Uh, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Hey, his best life. <laughs> um, my man's is out there getting it in. Tested positive for cocaine, lost his belt. And this is, you know, his re- his big redemption fight he's fought his way all the way back um he's a solid fighter you know brings a lot of pressure has a lot of power and i just don't think at this age and i'm not even sure at any age if Darrell has the legs to simply just keep him off of him for 12 rounds i think Darrell is going to win moments of the fight and you know he may win rounds with his movement and work working that jab however i don't see Darrell being able to do anything to really hurt or affect you know or, or really deter benavidez that benavidez pressure so i see benavidez winning in a knockout and you know i i don't see that fight going past seven or eight we you know i wouldn't be afraid to pick like a six or seven again I definitely see Benavidez coming away with a knockout win and taking Darrell's belt as much as I hate to say that because I do like the Darrell brothers, but I don't see them coming out on top for this one. So Darrell says, this is a quote from Darrell himself. "Um, I don't see this fight going to distance. I don't work nine to five and I don't get paid for overtime. You're going to see it on Saturday night. He thinks it's going to be a short night. Um, they got really heated in the uh, in the press conference. Um, look, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it is going to go to the distance. Uh, but but uh, yeah, bro, it, it, it's um, it, it's nuts. I, but yes. I, like I said, I, I definitely have um, I, I got Benavides in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I got I got Benavides, but uh, there'll be a that'll be a great fight um, on this on the card as well. Fights that, you know, we won't take too much time to discuss, but definitely fights that you should watch. Um, the old veteran fight, you know, definitely at, in the twilight of their careers. However, I think they're, you know, on very similar levels. So the fight should be entertaining. Um, you got Jose Cito Lopez and John Molina. I believe they're opening up the main card and it uh, looks like they even got before the televised card. You got Robert Guerrero uh, uh, fighting a Jeremy, Jeremy Thomas. It's a great fight, uh, man. Prior to the Anthony Durrell fight, we have a really good fight. I really like Mario Barrios. Well, here's the thing. Real quick. I want to talk about that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the rest of this card real fast. And uh, I also want to talk about Showtime. Are they done? All right. So we'll get right back. Yo, yo. I hear you now. Yo. What's going on, bro? Sorry for the little uh, the little break. My lovely girlfriend is in England right now, and I had to answer the call. Oh, no worries at all, man. Uh, I think before we left off, we were just uh, touching on some of the other fights that are going to be in this card. I mentioned the Josecito Lopez and John Molina fight, which should be some nice little eye candy. A fight that actually matters for the WBA regular title. I guess that's because Regis Progray holds a 140-pound WBA title. He is currently wrapped up in the WBS at World Boxing Super Series tournament. He'll be fighting later this month in a fight that we'll also be breaking down later. But Mario Barrios versus Batir Akhamed 
standoff. That will good be a good fight. fight. Um, good I like fight. I like bo- both of these fighters, both young and upcoming guys. I love these, you know, these Eastern European guys. They are pushing them. Akhmedov only has seven seven fights, so that should be a nice uh, a nice exciting fight as well. Don't miss those. And yeah, just an overall good 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 card. Um, aside from that. I know you wanted to. I know we talked about Sean Porter, but there's another Showtime they wanted to talk about the network Showtime. I know you want to get into that. I what do, are your man. thoughts? So, for those of us who don't know, um, a lot of times PBC works with Fox, but PBC also tends to work with um, with Showtime. So every time it is a regular PBC card, it ends up being on Fox. If it's a pay per view, it ends up being on Showtime. Something interesting happened this time around, and it seemed as if this fight and also the Deontay Wilder fight is going to be a Fox pay-per-view and not a um, a Showtime pay-per-view. And I'm going to be honest with you. What that said to me more than anything else is that just like the old school HBO is left, Showtime is gone too. Those big networks make far more money off of shows like Game of Thrones and, I don't know, Deezus Romero. Who knows? They do a bunch of stuff. Hey, man, you know I'm a Deezus Romero fan. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I hope they don't. I I just compared them to Game of Thrones. (laughs) You know, they dope. But here's the thing. So, I mean, they, they make their money doing other shit. So, I don't think they make that much money in boxing. And when you have these streaming platforms like a DAZN or ESPN Plus or, you know, whatever else, it seems like these networks are getting they're just beating out the big networks that don't have money to get allocated elsewhere. I think this is the end of Showtime Boxing. Um, Steven Espinosa said we had the opportunity to distribute the pay-per-view, but the deal didn't make sense for us. What does that mean to me? That means that boxing doesn't make sense for us anymore. Yeah, I mean, if a Deontay Wilder fight, who's one of the most entertaining and popular boxers out right now, does not make sense for you against Luis Ortiz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely we're definitely at the point with Showtime. I mean, the last relevant fight they had was Tank Davis, but it doesn't happen often anymore. And I mean, it it just seems like like I said to you a a bit earlier today, it's kind of weak to me. It seems like they don't have their own identity. They're just following along with HBO. But at the end of the day, you got to follow the dollars. You got to do what's best for business. And it's not like, you know, boxing is going out of business. They get money with Fox. They get money on uh, Fox on on Fox and FS1, um, which is also Fox. So, I mean, uh, we have the streaming platforms with the zone ESPN plus and, you know, boxing is entering a new chapter uh, in it. In its lifetime and that's perfectly fine yeah man and you know it's just for me it was nuts because i was thinking about it in 2018 showtime had such a great year in boxing oh they had it 2017 too remember Dude. they did that whole launch yes that's why this like it just doesn't make sense to me like part of me i guess the business wise makes sense but damn like they were crushing it so the, the, if this is the case, it is a sad day. I mean, granted, it's just sports evolving, but it's a sad day, man. It really is. HBO and Showtime. Uh, I think all of us grew up watching boxing. That's where we saw boxing. And the fact that both of them are kind of gone now, man, that, that, that's, that, that hurts. 
is the the fighters still gonna fight? <laughs> I mean, they gotta Facts. fight somewhere, and Facts. you know what? Brandon and Sergio will be there watching regardless. Talking so if it's not going I'm to be on a premium life. network, then I mean, hey, that is perfectly fine. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, okay, last thing I wanted to get to today. A little different, a little off subject, but you're a football guy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm watching right now. I got Devontae Adams in two leagues, and he is doing some work for me, finally. So I'm going to ask you this. So Calvin Johnson came out, said, talking about smoking weed after games, right? Said he didn't want to take any nonsense he didn't want to take any opiates so after each game he smoked a blunt they spoke about this on espn they spoke about this on first take and Stephen a smith went out there and continued to spew propaganda and hate then he goes out there afterwards and makes acts as if he is doing a very poor high person's depiction and is acting as if he is high and is like oh this is what you guys want like did first of all did you see this or did you hear about this i'm happy i didn't see it okay i had a I, there, there was a, a argument that i witnessed take place on facebook yesterday um on, on a similar topic and the type of shit that was being said was honestly disgusting it, it, it's crazy the way that people look at weed sometimes i i I, I don't get it. Um, this is 2019. Like this is 2019. Like, what are we? What are we talking about here? And I, and you can't speak about a guy. And I didn't hear this, so I'm just going off of what you're saying. Um, I may have a different take yeah. on it. You know, I like to play. Okay. All right, so check it out. <laughs> Obviously, as all you know, I live in Chicago. Um, at the, I live in a a neighborhood that used to be the hood now it's nice er right um i live in a garden apartment and it is currently 10:07 p.m. where you know where me and B are recording this all of a sudden someone starts banging on my front door i don't know about you guys when someone starts banging on your front door yeah you, you got to start paying attention a little bit <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so what was it? You got a whole story. Oh man, it ended up being. Um, so I ran out a build the building and uh, <laughs> and it was one of my tenants and he was knocking. He's like something was wrong with his key to the laundry room and he came to my door to knock on it because he wants to wash clothes. That's so anticlimactic. It, it wasn't. It wasn't as fun as you know. I wish it, it's. It's I like you took a bullet to the leg, nigga. It, it's it's straight up first world problems. <laughs> so no, no, no. But it was all good. Back to action. I'm sorry. Back to, back to the party, man. Well, um, showtime. Showtime's done, bro. This shit's a wrap. Yeah, wrap it up. It's a wrap. Uh, you had oh no 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 no. talk about Stephen A. Smith. Oh, yeah. Your boy. You didn't see this, did you? Nah. Okay, so he goes out there and even doubles down, goes on, uh, on, 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 go on, you go on his, um, his Twitter page and he has a video of it. I would love for you to be able to check this out. Let me see if I could, I wish I had the video so I could show the, the listening audience, but I'm pulling up Stephen A. Smith's Twitter and he has a video 
on there. Um, and essentially, he went up there to act an ass. I've been critical of Stephen A. Smith in the past. I know he's the ESPN's $10 million man. Yo, is it time for this dude to go? No, no. Let's not get out of Let's not get out of here. No, I think I really believe he's super trash, man. I used to be a fan of the man, but when it comes to he went out there and just the blasphemy that came out of his mouth when he was talking about Andy Ruiz, I had a real issue with that. Call him Butterbean, discounting the man's skills. Granted, a lot of people did, but if you are the 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 spokesperson of the people, you are the person that the you have the biggest show in the world. I feel like you have a, a responsibility to be a little bit more coof in what you do. Okay, I I, I believe that at least. Um, I I believe in having funny moments. I believe in having taglines. But when you just out here blatantly, and that's why I didn't like Skip Bayless. When you just blatantly out here shitting on an athlete, shit on an athlete, I have a real issue with that. I also have a real issue when he has an opportunity to educate individuals. I think everyone in this country knows that the rules that the NFL and a lot of these big sports organizations have banning cannabis use, but they push opiates down their athletes' throats that end up getting them addicted and really breaks these people down from the inside out as opposed to having something that could actually help and lift them. I think we all know that is to be true. But Stephen A. Smith doesn't choose to take that. He literally starts singing and dancing. He starts cooning. He starts going out there and tap dancing for Massa. And he he essentially spews propaganda when he legitimately has a space to educate and actually push something he has power he could actually help the narrative he he could help change certain things he isn't choosing not to do that he's choosing to be a corporate shill and that on top of him sitting here you know talking about for instance you know like the fighters and people just being uneducated yo dude is trash he is a coon fam no, sir. I do not like that. You know, see, Stephen A. Smith does a lot of good. He's had a lot of cool. lot of great things. The man is on TV every day. He's cool. not going to everything he says. You're not Sambo. going to agree with, and that's perfectly fine. You don't get up here and compliment him every time he does a good thing. But every time he I has something that you him. that you don't agree with, now he got to be, be the worst motherfucker in the world. He and it's time for him to go. He's the best at what he he's doing. He is the best at what he's doing. He has the at the top of his industry. He is the best at what he's talking about. The Floyd Mayweather. No, no, no. Okay, so, okay, I'll take your point. If you are the best at what you are doing and you have all these eyes and ears, don't you think he has a responsibility to do the right thing and educate individuals as opposed to sitting there and taking away something that would help the athletes in which he is actually talking about on a daily basis? Sergio, he has an opinion. That's why he's there. He's there to make to make people like us talk. And right I now, understand. we're speaking about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is on ESPN. Well, guess what? He did his damn job. Because then we're going to sit here, post his podcast, broadcast to the people. So you're going to say it's time for him to go. Well, ESPN is ready to cut to damn near raise his pay. And he already uh, a, hey. a multi-million dollar guy. The, hey, I, I cannot discount that. 
I can't. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I, I just guess I have different morals than a Stephen A. Smith does in that capacity. Um, I'm also and, an advocate. And this is your for, show, so you get to put, you yo, get to say your facts. opinion, and you do. I'm also an advocate for cannabis. I'm smoking right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a. I'm also a cannabis advocate. You know Sorry, what I'm saying? And, Sorry, mom. And, and I know, right? Straight up. My, my <laughs> mom don't listen to this. No way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. When you have a, I think when you have a responsibility, especially something like that, that we know the studies show can help people. I'm literally sending CBD this week to my grandmother, my 94 year old grandmother. Because of the, her arthritis has gotten so bad, and this is one of the only things that can actually help her. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things that cannabis and the plant itself can do. And we're talking about athletes, for instance. We're talking about Calvin Johnson, who had concussions. And the only thing that helped him, it wasn't the painkillers that that got him addicted. It was it was weed that helped him ease through that. And that's one of the major reasons why he ended up retiring. Instead of saluting and applauding the man and sitting there, look, he actually came out after the fact and, and admitted to what he did. Maybe this is a conversation that we should have. He chooses to take the other side. And you're right, it is, it is his show. But that's why I'm saying it again. You're sitting here talking about a, a, a substance that the only people that are really getting in trouble for it are his own people. Yo, fam, you're a coon. I can't stand that. No, I, I definitely think that shit is weak. You know, how, however, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I can't be mad at someone for having having an opinion. I cannot agree, agree with that opinion. I can, you know, feel be on the same side as you. But I mean, I it. it He's entitled to his opinion, and that's what it is. We're oh, entitled to so our trash. opinion. We are, we are both pro-cannabis, pro and that's fine. But if everybody has an opinion, you can't just expect everybody to agree. It's a lot of people that don't agree with, with drinking. I mean, it, it's a lot of people that don't agree don't with drink. boxing as a, fo- as a sport. It's too, um, it's too, it's too barbaric. Right. Look, like, I, mean, I, I, I understand it, but at the end of the day, if we're talking about sports... It's a difference between a sport that we enjoy and something that could actually help somebody. You know what I'm saying? There's stats and figures and things like that that can show this substance, this can help individuals. You do not get addicted to it. You know what I'm saying? It it, it helps heal you. It it reduces inflammation. Something that would be phenomenal for football. But they don't want to do that. They want to go out there and actually, you know, continue pushing opiates. There's a difference. At least to me. I mean, I, I think there's a difference, um, and I and I can definitely understand where you're where you're coming from. However, everybody doesn't see, everybody aren't the millennials in 2019 like we are. Stephen A. Smith, is, you know how old is really, this guy? If you're, I don't care. I don't care. And I and that's the same thing that I talk about when I'm arguing with individuals, dude. I had a I had a three hour argument via social media about some somebody about politics yesterday. And I'm here for the shits. 
for anybody who wants to argue politics. But still, when you have somebody like that again, I just have a different, I guess, morality in that sense. Um, you have a responsibility when you have a platform to do the right thing and actually push it. And also, Stephen A. Smith, if he is in the limelight, if he is the Floyd Mayweather of journal- sports journalism at this point in time, he has a responsibility to keep up with the Joneses, essentially. He has a responsibility to adapt and evolve and to do fucking research and not be a coon on TV, man. Dude is a scrub, bro. He's not. He's not a scrub, but I don't agree with his take here. That and, and that's that's straight up. And y'all, uh, you can't take this shit shit emotionally. I can't say he's a scrub. I can say I, I don't fucking agree, and I don't. Um, nah, but, bro. You know, that's, I, that's I can't. I, I legitimately. And here's the thing: the little. If he had a little joke about it, a quick one, right? It'd have been straight. No, nah, I'm. I'm going. I'm finishing my point on this one. Dude can kick rocks. I'm sorry. I don't even care. Like, dude is trash, bro. Like, I, I think that was one of the worst. Like, I, 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 just, I just can't get down with it, man. I, he's done multiple things that I feel like I want to choke, you know, choke dude out if I had an opportunity. I would love to debate that dude one day. I'm saying all this to say one day I will be on first take, and I cannot wait to debate that dude on the biggest platform in the world. Hey, man, don't, don't talk all this trash and go up there and get scraped by Stephen A. Do you, do I, come on, man. I'm, I'm undefeated just, I'm, on this I'm, show. I'm, I'm gonna just continue saying. being undefeated when I go elsewhere. He's the he's the best at what he does. He's you, not. You know, he's you, not you, because you, he you, goes you, out there being a Republican. You're a combat sports guy. What happens when you talk about basketball? Don't worry, pretty damn good I got, at basketball. I got, I got no, 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 no. Hey, fam, I got basketball. Uh, what about football? No, no. I'm, I'm, he don't know football. We both tap out on that one. Oh, oh I'm, he he know football. He he knows everything. That's what he does. He don't know everything. Does he know fights? Yes, he does. He does. He, he don't. He, he don't know. He don't know. Bullshit. Max. Like, he, he don't. He don't know fights like Max. But that's why he got someone like Max. He, but he, he knows he fights. He don't know a MMA. little. A little bit more than he a casual. No MMA. He he does not know. I mean, he knows MMA as much as a casual. I mean, he make it work. Bare, he no, make it work he and he not. make a lot of damn money doing it. Man, ten million dollars. Good for him, man. We be man. It's always a pleasure. Um. I can't. I, I'm just excited about this fight, so I think I'm just rambling to keep talking. Hopefully, double back into it, man. But uh, look, I love this fight. I think it's going to be a great weekend in fights. Um, there's a good card in the UFC, not the greatest, but uh, a lot of fun coming up, man. Uh, boxing is here, bro. Combat sports is the shit. Oh, absolutely, man. Enjoy your strap season this weekend. You know it, brother. Always a pleasure. Bcam13, that's where you can find them. And Bcam thanks on Twitter. Yeah, man. See y'all next week. Yes, sir. All right. Peace out, bro. Yo. (laughs) All right, man. Look, I warned you guys from the beginning. I know I was excited. We were excited. Um, A lot of energy in that episode. We were a little bit all over the place. But at the end of the day, it still makes amazing content, man. So uh, all in all, hey, this weekend should be phenomenal. The main event itself is one that a lot of people are thinking about a lot of people are waiting for um because it will end up having a lot of ramifications 
in the future, just in the trajectory of boxing. So we'll be able to see a lot of what's actually happening. So I'm extremely excited about that. Um, the rest of the card obviously is going to be amazing. Bellator has an amazing fight card this weekend. Extreme, super stacked. UFC has a eh, decent card. And um, so all in all, man, I will be sitting my butt on the couch watching all the fight action this week, man. Um, but hey, as always, this is your host, Serge Vicente. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fight Podcast. You can find the Fight Podcast everywhere podcasts are available. That's Apple, uh, that's Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of the above, man. So if you have it, you can listen to it right here. Um, and also, uh, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at the fight podcast follow me at serge vicente and check out the website thefightpodcast.com all right guys as always i love you guys i appreciate you joining make sure you share tell all your friends about the fight podcast and you know what i'll see you guys right here next time deuces deuces